Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hello, everyone. It is Pierce, host of the PJ's Cast. And if you enjoy listening to the PJ's Cast as much as we do recording it, please leave a positive review, subscribe, and share with friends no matter what platform you may be on. We love discussing the Chicago Blackhawks and, of course, the game of hockey, but we want to reach this out to a wider audience, and doing all those things really help us out. So once again, if you enjoy the PJ's Cast, please leave a positive review, subscribe, and share with friends. And I hope you guys enjoyed the upcoming podcast episode. Welcome everyone to the PJ's Cast. I'm your host, Pierce, alongside of my good pals, uh, Jimmy and Dylan. It's actually been a while since it's just been the three of us, so uh, how are y'all gentlemen doing? Uh, I'm doing. I was talking to you. uh, I got a new job, so that's been fun. But uh, um, yeah, I'd say when it comes to hockey, I've just kind of been, I don't know, I've been much more passive of a watcher and a follower than I usually have been. It's, It's been good, but you know, it's just... You know, there's a lot of stuff going on that obviously we're not going to talk about. You know, that's that's that. But it, it's just besides the Canadians, there's just not really anything exciting with it, in my opinion. But the Canadians, it's very fucking fun. So I can't wait to get into that. Yeah. So let's just get this out of the way. So me and uh, Dylan talked about the whole Blackhawk situation in the last podcast. Obviously, it's 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 it just makes me sick to my stomach. I'm not sure how else to put it, and I. I don't, I don't want to go in detail with it, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put links to uh, some articles and stories you guys can read, obviously, with a trigger warning and content warning, because some of that stuff is very heavy and really difficult to read. And there's a lot of uh, journalists that have done a great job on it, like Rick Westhead and uh, Katie Strang oh, and uh, a bunch of other people. And Scott Powers and Mark Lazarus did an article, and a bunch of other journalists are now getting around to... Uh, kind of acknowledging what's been happening and yeah we'll just leave it at that it's honestly if i'm being honest it's been really tough to do this podcast over the past couple weeks or so just because of uh you know just with everything going on a lot of personal stuff going on it's just it sucks but i don't know i I love talking to you guys so it's fun to do this so anyways let's get into more some more positive stuff the Montreal canadians are into the stanley final 
They'll be facing the Tampa Bay Lightning, who won uh, one nothing last night. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Do you guys want to talk about that game first, the Tampa New York game? I couldn't really watch it. Like I heard, it was pretty boring. Like obviously Tampa got their short ended goal with Yanni Gord, but other than that, that was really it. I don't know. You guys probably have uh, touch on it than I do. So there was a good like five minute swing in that second period where if one okay so. First of all, the Islanders get the power play. Or I think it was – I don't know if it was early second or mid-second on that. I think it was a cross-check penalty. I think it was early second, wasn't it? Yeah, it was cross-check on Colton or something. And um, Sorelli just takes the puck in on a short-handed chance. Uh, I think Kalorn went for a change or something. And all yeah. of a sudden, Josh Bailey, Brock Nelson, and Nick Letty all converge on Anthony Sorelli. And as soon as – uh, Josh Bailey starts going after him. Everyone, in my, at, like all my friends at my house, were just like, "Yep, that's not going to end well." Yanni Gore comes right off the bench, and you just knew he was going to score that chance. Like you can't, like you can't, like and it's someone's like they. I saw a, a tweet where um, apparently the Islanders did this earlier this year with the Rangers, where they went one on three on a guy shorthanded, and then all the guy had to do was just kick it out to the middle, and there were guys wide open shorthanded. It's and then, so like they gave a back goal, but then on top of that, you had Bovillier hit the post on a redirect, and then you had Zizekas hit the post on like a perfect shot, and I think Brock or uh, Josh Bailey just missed on a redirect over the top, and that all happened in about like a five minute span. And if even one of those goes in, it's probably a different hockey game. Yeah. But what the Islanders is, we've talked about it their whole playoff run. If they don't score first, they're a different team, especially with yeah. Tampa too. You get Tampa off their game early. It's a different, it's a different game, but Tampa was able to play exactly how they wanted to play. And at the end of the day, it just looked like, I mean, it's what probably it should have looked like to begin with, which is Tampa is the better team, and it just showed in balance because they could go four lines and the Isles couldn't, they couldn't keep up. Like the Pasha line was hey, getting cut. Come on, they have the identity line here. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I love what they like, call the identity line, and it makes sense because they just can't score. Like, yeah, that is your identity. That's their identity. Yeah. <laughs> Huge shout out to Andre Vasilevsky. I think he has a shutout in every single four elimination game. Straight, yeah. Four yes. straight because of going back to the Oh, yeah, he got one in the cup final year. last year. Yeah, he's unbelievable. And, like, I think <laughs> I've been preaching his I've been preaching his name about more than anyone on this podcast since the regular season. I thought he should get heart votes. But no, he should have. He's, he he's going to win the con Smythe. And, like, I looked like Kucherov's playing hurt right now because you could just tell they were using him as a decoy last night. Um if not, he'd probably he would probably break the assist record for this year from what it looked like. But um, yeah, Andre Vasilevsky. Like, if Carey Price wasn't as good as he's been, we would not be. We would be only talking about Vasilevsky, which is yeah. what I think makes this cup final so intriguing. In my opinion, two of the best goalies in the world. Two of the best goalies the in the last twenty years, right, arguably yeah. the two best goalies in the last twenty years. And the third one was Flurry, and Flurry was in the final three, so final four, I guess. But. <laughs> I think the best you know, part about all that is that Andre Vasilevsky is only what, like twenty-seven or some shit. Oh yeah, he's, he's like just scratching his he's prime. He's a baby yeah. still. God, he was twenty-one when he started in Game Four of the Cup Final against the Hawks. <laughs> like, or, or he might have been twenty because I think he was twenty-one when they played Pittsburgh the next year. Oh, so God. he's been that's about as battle-tested as you get as a goalie. And Vasilevsky's been through the ringer. That guy knows when to turn it on, and he's done it. I mean, he's got two shutouts in his last three games. So he's he's been through the ringer, but he came out perfectly fine. Like that's, I think, the most amazing. Exactly. Yeah, he's twenty six right now. He turns twenty seven in a month. Oh my god, he's really good. He's really good, and he's, he's gonna he's gonna be good for that whole contract. Like 
Yeah, I think he's making like nine or something yeah, like that. He will be good that thing. entire time. He will be good that entire time. And he's going to have multiple Vezinas, including this year, because he's getting one this year too. He's the McDavid of goalies right now. He should be getting way more than nine. Like that's that's just Tampa Bay being Tampa Bay. <laughs> Come on. He's probably the best goalie in the NHL. Sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, leaps and bounds the best. There's there's no one – like Connor Hellebuck's close, but in terms of postseason and regular season success, he's the best. Like, Oh, yeah, Price is – we know it's, he's a postseason goalie as of late. I mean, there's just no other way to put it. We, every year we like every year they get in there, we're like, all right, well, carry price. And it's the same thing every time, especially the last two years, man. Last season and this season, I mean, that's a different, it's, it's a different level from him. Like, I don't think he's ever played this good, even in his MVP season. He's never been on a level like this. It just, oh, um, yeah, hundred percent. I mean, like, I would say he was on a pretty good run in twenty fourteen before he got hurt. But like, it just shows. Like, look what happens when he can get a full playoff healthy. And like, we know he's not a hundred percent still, which is crazy to think about because he's not a hundred percent. I'm pretty Price. sure he was. I think he was seventy five percent when he played the Leafs in the first round. And I wow. doubt he's gotten to a hundred percent since then. There's no way. There's and absolutely no way. You got to think like the thing that makes Montreal so impressive, in my opinion, is they had multiple back to backs this postseason. I'm pretty sure they won both of them. Like that that's very hard to do for a starting goalie, I feel like, just to have face that many shots back to back nights and to be on the ice that long going up and down on your feet. And Carey Price just makes it look easy. And like I think you um you or Spencer brought it up a couple podcasts ago, Pierce. He's just got a calming presence. Like you you feel like you have it like uh I was watching the Dangle podcast and they were talking about like the amount of goals Vegas scored against them, and I was like, You literally give three goals, Carey Price will get you that game. This it's if Carey Price lets up more than three goals, then that's probably on you. Let's I'm, just pretty that sh- I'm pretty sure I saw a stat that they have not won or they have not lost a game this playoffs when they've scored more than three goals, Montreal. Yep, which I believe it's it's incredibly impressive. Like and right. even going back to like his whole career with the Canadians, I'm pretty sure they've only lost a couple games where they've scored more than three goals. Carey Price has let him or something like that. Like yeah. if you get Carey Price offensive support, he's gonna win that game 99 times out of 100. Mm-hmm. Canadians decided to wait to the playoffs to do that. They're smart. <laughs> <laughs> they saved it for the right time. Yeah. <laughs> And I wanted to yeah. bring up a couple of things. Like, Srini, you brought up the fact that uh, Nikita Kucherov might break the assist record. Braden Point might break the goal record for the playoffs. I think it's 19, and he's at 14 right now, which is absurd. Mm-hmm. He was on a nine-game goal streak, and it ended last night. But, dude, the way he's playing, I think he can and I think he can pot a few more goals in that cup final. It's going to be tough against Carey Price in that Habs defense, but if there's anyone who can do it, it's Braden Point. Mm-hmm. That guy and just think- has another gear in the playoffs. Yeah, I was just gonna say he literally he has a knack for finding goals in way in different ways every game. Like if you look at that Islander series, the six goals he scored, each one was not the same. Like he had one where he went top shelf and tight. He had one where he was scrambling for a rebound. He had one where he just absolutely sniped it from about forty five feet out. Like he can score from just about anywhere on the ice. He and scored while getting cross checked to the ice. <laughs> Exactly. Like, uh, yeah, Reggie Leach, number one, with 19 goals in a playoff run. I think run. Yari Curry is also. Yari. Yeah. yeah. Joe Sakic at 16, I think. You want to know something really sick, like just disgusting. Um, <laughs> Mike Bossy has spots five, seven, and eight. 
<laughs> that's not surprising. He's one of those guys where he got injured. Like, if he had a longer career, he'd be, like, among the goats of all time. Like, he'd be up there with Gretzky and Lemieux. Yeah. You talk to anyone who watched him play, they say he's the best pure shot the league's ever seen. Like they, they, Everyone says it. <laughs> that's ever watched him play in person, I guess I should say. Mark Shifley uh, had 14 and 17 in, 20, uh, in 2018. Oh, I remember, yeah, I can, I remember that. that. He was on fire in that Nashville series. Like, Dude, oh my if, god! If Mark Andre Fleury didn't decide to be Mark Andre Fleury in that playoffs, he easily breaks it. Mm-hmm. No question. It wasn't even like he scored what one goal in the conference finals. Am I wrong, or is it two? I don't even know. I can't remember. To be honest, I, I don't know. Definitely wasn't as much as he was before. That's that's for true. That's for true. <laughs> but another stat I wanted to bring up was that I'm pretty sure that shorthanded goal. That the Islanders allowed was the only short-handed goal they allowed all season, including playoffs and regular season. So no way, that's tough. Come on, yeah. <laughs> hockey is such a stupid sport. <laughs> oh man, maybe what if you're the three guys on Anthony Sorelli next time? Maybe that. Maybe that was the problem. <laughs> all right. Um, what do the Islanders do this offseason? Like, is there much to do other than add more goal scoring support? Hope they're, that Andres Lee's get healthy because I think they're that fine. Them. Yeah, I don't know if you do much, just they're bring fine. everyone back. Maybe add a, like a couple of goal scores. Maybe play Oliver Wallstrom instead of playing uh, Leo Carpenter first line. I don't know, but Oliver Wallstrom was hurt, he had a knee injury. That's why he didn't play. This oh, playoff. he was hurt. Oh, I thought he was, yeah, scratched. he's been hurt oh, since I'm the first sure. round. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, no, never trust me. He well, definitely well, would be in over Zajac or Komarov if that was the case. That's well, why Zajac wasn't in in the first round. Yeah. yeah that's why I would, That's why you were like, you need to get goal scoring. I was like, they had about 50 goals on the IR right now because Anders Lee and Wallstrom, they're, Wallstrom's probably their best pure shot on that team. Oh, for sure. For sure. And Anders Lee's one of the best net front presence guys in hockey. And like, you could just tell that. It, it just it's it affects the way their team rolls because if you have that Nelson line and then you can put Lee Barzell Everly out there, then you can yeah. put Pajot, Wallstrom. Uh, I mean, if they can re-sign Palmieri, you could put Palmieri there too. Like it gives them options. But when you have Leo Komarov or Matt Martin glued to his wing, oh you're just God, negating dude. it. Like it's. I think you actually nailed it right there. That they they probably if they want to contend next year, I think you do need to sign Kyle Palmieri. Like that's a guy you really need to have next season. He fits in perfectly with that team, especially with Barzell. I mean, oh my god, hundred percent. You know, be a great free agent. Very good for them. Who? I think I think Brandon would be a great free agent signing for them. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. If he would fit right in with Trotz's system. Um, I mean, like the Islanders are going to be pretty cap strapped too. I have to think. I don't know exactly yeah, they how they're going to protect. Like- yeah, the thing that, that I'm actually concerned with that, like, because now we're starting to get to that time where, like, some of these good teams aren't going to be able to protect everyone at the expansion nope. draft. I wonder who's available on New York that Seattle could snag. Because, like, what if, like, I mean, I'm just going to throw a name out there. What if, like, a Josh Bailey's there or, like, a Brock Nelson or something? Because nope, they can't protect everyone or they have to get or they have to give them, like, an Oliver Wallstrom because they can't. Yeah. They got to protect uh, Noah Dobson and. Adam Pellick and all that, and he's like, "Who do you think they protect on the back end?" It's Pellick, Pollock, Dobson. Well, Dobson's a second year, so I think he's exempt. So he's that would exempt. mean, yeah, he's exempt. It'd be between Mayfield, Letty, and Lindgren's. Okay, they might be fine, but still. And also, they have to protect one of, both their goalies. 
So do you give up Varlamov or do you give up Sorokin to the expansion draft? Because if I'm Seattle, that's Ooh. either one of them's a good goalie I'd want to snag. Uh, I'm pretty sure unless Sorokin, Sorokin unless exempt. Sorokin's exempt. He's exempt. Yeah, he is. God damn it. Oh man, they are yeah, they're Islanders really lucky with uh, Islanders like the Blackhawks are getting spared by that first year, second year rule. Actually yeah. looking at the list, like I just did an auto protect on uh Cavani, it looks like they're pretty well set for it, honestly. Like uh like uh so from just from the auto uh like simulation or whatever from Cap Friendly, the forwards they protect are Lee, Barzell, Nelson, Eberly, Peugeot, Bailey, Palmieri, and Beauvillier. And then on their defense, it's Letty, Gulak, and Pelic. The interesting name for I think the interesting most interesting name for the Islanders that's available is uh is Scott Mayfield. And then your goalies yeah. are good. But yeah, other than that, like for for the Islanders, they're in a really good position because potentially Clutterbuck could get selected. Bomov, Martin, I doubt that Seattle would go after any of them. But yeah, looking at it, like guys, like some of their guys, like uh, uh, Hosang and Del Collar exposed, but I don't think they were playing them anyways or like have they much weren't. faith in them. So yeah, they're pretty well set for the expansion draft. Yeah, how much cap space are they gonna have next year? Are you do you have their cap friendly up? Or yeah, no? I have the cap friendly up. So um, right now it's just five point seven. I don't know if that's just this year, but uh, so who they they have to re-sign Paul Mary if they want to. Same with Zajac, same with Zizekas. Uh, the interesting one is Anthony Beauvillier is an RFA and he has arbitration rights. So that's gonna be interesting Nathan to see Beauvillier? how that goes. Yes, Nathan Beauvillier. Say, so the there are two the two big ones they gotta sign are both Nathan Beauvillier and Adam Pellet. <laughs> Both of them are RFAs with uh, arbitration rights, and then, Ooh. and then uh, Braden Colbert, who I forgot was on the team, <laughs> and Andy Green are uh, UFAs. So I yeah. completely forgot he's on the team. Did he play a single game? I don't think he did. I don't remember hearing his name. Did at they all. trade for him? Yeah, they did at the trade island. I'm pretty sure. Why? But yeah, um, they're they're in a good spot for the expansion draft. Uh, really, just the only two names I got to worry about is uh, Beauvillier and Pelican. Even though Lou Lamorello gives up, pretty good with players like Beauvillier and Pelican. So, yeah, I, I think they're in a good spot if they can bring the, t- the same team back and hope that Tampa Bay maybe loses in the first or second round before they have to face them in the conference final. Who knows? But tough loss for them, but I think they gave Tampa all they can handle. Tampa is just the way better team. and. Honestly, if we want to get into the next series, I think Tampa wins. I think they repeat. I love Montreal. Hey, I've bet I've bet against them uh, all playoffs, but uh, and it's worked. But Tampa, well, Bay, you yeah. are Abs fan, so I wouldn't see why you wouldn't like them. But okay, yeah. kind of a given. I could see. Mm, I, I guess I go Tampa in seven, but I really think. There's just there's that part of me where it's like if I've seen Tampa get goalied in the past, I've seen what it, I've seen if you could just get a game on them, what it does, and if Montreal comes out strong game one and they steal one in Tampa, who knows, man? Who They're knows? Capable of it, dude. They did it in Vegas. Was it? They stole game two in Vegas. They stole game five in oh, Vegas. Game two. Yeah. Yeah. Stole game games. five was a huge one on yeah. the road without your. And coach. it was a convincing game five Did one too. Yeah, and they. Oh, don't. that was a perfect road win. Like that's yeah. when so they I, say perfect road win. That's it. And like, it, the thing with Montreal is, Cole Caulfield really starting to uh, score has really helped their offense. It allows them yeah, to basically have a. Now. 
Yeah, because they could special like um I heard someone talk about on the radio, like they were saying like they could specialize in lines now, basically. Cause like that that the no line is their shutdown line, but like they got their first goal of the series on game six last night. No, I was going to say that's ago. the first goal of the series. They've been yeah, the Nose got three court. assists this entire playoff. Gallagher has two goals. Like it, they don't need them to score because they have that Suzuki line that's been so good. They have that line of Stall Perry Armia, which is always they just have a such a balanced attack. Yeah. yeah, and then you got um Paul Byron, who somehow gets a breakaway. Every three games yeah, no. and scores. I don't know how that ha- keeps happening, but it does. Um, Josh Anderson's been playing better as of late. Like Cockney mm-hmm. clearly knows where to be in the right spot at the right time. And the thing with like Montreal's a bigger team than Tampa, and like if they're very aggressive on the forecheck, like they were against like Vegas and Winnipeg, it could go to their favor, honestly, because they can abuse Tampa's back end. I feel like because. They got some big bodies up there that can start throwing people around. Because yeah. besides Hedman, I mean, McDonough and Sergachev are big, but they're not like – like I've seen Savard get thrown around. Let's just put it that way. I've seen Jan Ruda get thrown around like a rag doll. I've seen Mikhail Sergachev get thrown around like a rag doll. And Edmund, Montreal's yeah, got some big bodies, dude. They could – if they could just cause some havoc in front of Vasilevsky and take his eyes away a couple times. And also the biggest thing in this series, the biggest thing in this series – Montreal's penalty kill versus Tampa's power play. Oh, it is an unstoppable fur force needs an in, meets an immovable object. It yep. is literally – I am so excited to see what happens with that, honestly. I think it's Montreal, Yeah, Montreal's penalty kill is on a video game level at this point. Tampa's power play cooled off a little bit, but even then they still had, what, four power play goals in game five? So like they have that ability to just light it up if they want. To. It's just <laughs> yeah. gonna be so interesting, man. The game, man. Holy shit! Yeah. So Tampa Bay's power play is thirty-seven point seven percent, and Montreal's penalty kill is ninety-three point five percent. What? We gotta give. Something's gotta give, Doc. Something's gotta yeah. give. Oh man, see, I have two views in this because I really think that like Montreal, it's not just like it. Obviously, they're not going to maintain this, whether it's you know this series or next season. It's gonna it's gonna stop. We know this. But they have, they have very good personnel. Like you got, I mean, God, just even having Philip to know out there, uh, just him alone is, you know, huge for that team. Um, now I wonder what team gave them to him. Jeez. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> I, I think Tampa Bay's power play breaks through it. Like you just can't sustain. I mean, but at the same time, it's, it also, it's also Carey Price, you know? And is he going to stop being Carey Price? I don't know. No. No. So I see Vasilevsky cracking before Carey Price cracking this series. And I'm so dead ass because I could see Vasilevsky letting in some shitters and it gets to his head. No, Price, dude, Price has, like, I know that that, you know, you got to have been there and, you know, that whole thing. I feel like nothing phases him. But there's nothing Exactly. Price Price has been there in the biggest way. He was the goalie in 2014 when they won in Sochi, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I think he had back-to-back shutout against COS in Sweden. Unbelievable. He's fucking been there, you know? The only thing he hasn't done is win a Stanley Cup, but he's been through the playoffs over and over and over. He has, but, like, dude, Price has been there for, what, fucking 16 years? Like, he'll be there. After 2005, which, by the way, was a terrible pick, Jimmy. Yeah, terrible pick for Montreal. They have so many other (laughs) needs, dude. They had Jose Theodore, Chris Wall Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> Signed Yandana says an unrestricted free. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I doesn't watch that. You gotta watch that clip of Pierre Maguire just going off at the Canadian selecting Gary Price. I think it was fifth overall in two thousand five. Same draft as Crosby, and you could argue he's the second best player from that draft. No nah, man, Bobby Ryan. Come on now. Oh, you're right. You're hey, right. hey, hey, come on, Jack Johnson. Disrespect. Cam Parker. <laughs> That's the uh, draft. Was Stan so. Bork that draft? I think he was no, I think he was 04, but so. He was 04, yeah. Yeah, because he, he went ball, he went yeah, he went third instead of and then Ovechkin and Malkin went first and second. Three best Russian players of all time. Sheesh. No, I I I I'd bet on price this series. I'm just saying, if Tampa pulls the shit they pulled the last two games against the Habs, they're losing. Because all, Tampa in game six let the Isles hang around, and in game seven they let the Isles hang around. But the Isles just don't have that killer instinct to get that extra goal they need. The Habs Montreal, have, which is... <laughs> Montreal has that ability, bro. Like it, it, like the way I'm looking at this right now, and this is only if Kucherov is a non-factor in this series. Like from the way they deployed him in game seven, he was used as a decoy. Like there, he's definitely not 100. I promise you, he's probably playing with cracked ribs, from what it sounds like. But um. If he's a non-factor, you have the ability to put the Dano line on either Stamkos or Point, negate, try to negate them entirely, and that leaves Tampa with three other lines that I feel like they could match up relatively well with. I mean, the key for Tampa is going to be if their third line is as impactful as like. It yeah, could I want to. You know, I want to see. I want to see that third line against uh, the Armia Stall Perry yep. line. That's what I want to yep. see. And then I want to see the Kakaniemi line against uh, Pat Maroon and Tyler Johnson and Ross Colton, like. And then you put the uh, and then the, the matchup line is basically going to be the Stamkos line against the um, Suzuki line. Yeah. That's what it'll come down to. It, it'll it's going to come down to that Suzuki line can cash in on their chances this series. And if Caulfield and I mean we we've seen it with Alex Abrinkin when a goal scorer is hot, he's going to keep scoring. So I don't know, man. It's going to be freaking crazy. I feel like I think it's going to also seven, Tampa could run like their shit. Seven. So and it wouldn't they could Tampa yeah. could run their shit and it wouldn't surprise me one bit. But I honestly think this is going to be a bit more of a series because Tampa's going to underestimate them. Every team's underestimated oh, yeah. them this Every year. Every team Vegas yeah. underestimated yeah. them. Like them. I'm seriously like I'm just saying like they don't take the Habs lightly or they'll steal a couple games from you and that's nope. all they need. That's literally all they need. If they steal one of those first two games, it's a series. Yeah, looking back at the last series, I think that was the biggest standout for me with Tampa is that there were so many times where it wasn't like they could have stepped. They could have stepped on the throat. Yeah, like three separate yeah. occasions and they didn't. Sorry, Even I didn't cut Montreal, you off. But that's like what I got out of that series. Montreal and Vegas, like it felt like when Vegas was winning, it was because they just played well enough to win. And when the Islanders won, it was because Tampa was letting them stay in the game. You put it really well, Dylan. They let them hang around. It was that was Tampa's fault. I don't think there was a game where, when you know Vegas outplayed them game one. There's not a question there. But when they the second game they won, it was Mon- it was just Vegas was opportunistic. They just they simply were not as. Good I think as Montreal. I think six of their ten goals they scored in that series or something like that. Like half their goals were scored off a of faceoff or something. Like they could not. Yeah, no, they're all faceoff plays. Rush. They're all yeah. faceoff plays. One hundred percent. And also, like the big thing, and is, a couple of them were off of icings too. I'm pretty sure. Like they were so opt- this is- opportunistic. It comes back to the Carey Price factor at the end of the day, though, guys. Because like we like we talked about the Habs stealing games. Go look at yeah. Game Three. They should not have won Game Three. They were getting outshot thirty to eight when Petrangelo got oh, that lead. Yeah. They won that game, and you want to know why they won that game? Because Carey Price shut the fucking door, and they got an opportunity. 
I'm, yeah, they were opportunistic too. Harry Price is not Semyon Barlamov, and the Lightning are going to figure that out really fast. I feel like. Oh, for <laughs> sure. Yeah, Vegas scored 14 goals in six games, and three of those games went to overtime. Yep. Crazy. I really, I really think Montreal takes this series in six. I, I can't be saying that, but I really, I I'm can't help them. It's Montreal in six. Man. I would love Habs in six, dude. Holy oh yeah. I would love to see Montreal win it and Canada. Yeah. Yeah, in Montreal, oh, yeah. that'd be geez. sick. They would, they would go crazy. You already saw they, they were losing their shit when they won against Vegas. Now think of that and them winning. Like Montreal, <laughs> yeah. they not only write when they lose, they write when they win. It gets like there's yeah. no other city, hockey city in the world like Montreal. Dude, it's gonna be four thousand people in there, but it's gonna feel like forty thousand. Forty thousand, yeah. <laughs> I also want to say with the Hab, shout out to the podcast curse because we were talking about Shea Weber and he literally scored that night. <laughs> oh, <did> we? <laughs> yeah, oh, we remember God. we were like we were talking about how Shea Weber was playing big minutes this series, and literally game six he gets the first goal. I was like, oh, oh dude, he blasted that one. You know what? It was a great what shot. Was, That's like oh, we were oh, yeah, we were man. talking about Shea Weber's goal scoring too. That's vintage Shea Weber that shot. Yeah, like yeah. Oh, and guess gosh. who turned over the puck to him. Guess who turned over the puck to him? Oh, Alec oh, Martinez. Man. And also, guess who was on the ice for that goal? Alec Martinez. I was going to say Love Mark Stone. Oh, wait, no. But he oh, was, yeah. Mark. Steve Dangle said it perfectly. Mark Stone better pray to the Lords he doesn't play in a Canadian market. Because if Connor McDavid or Mitch Marner or Austin oh. Matthews pulled what Mark Stone just did, they would be on the frying pan right now, ready to get cooked. Jesus. Yeah, when I heard that, it really, it really hit home because – like, look at listen to what I've said about Mitch Marner for the last like two months. I'll be completely mm-hmm. honest. Like, I would be insufferable with the same in the same way. Like, you, oh my god, I think it's worse with Mark Stone because you know that's his bread and butter is his defense. In that fucking literally saw the him field shot goal. down the canyon. It was yeah. the fucking off field goal where he's just he's literally gliding back. He doesn't take a stride. He doesn't take a stride. Remember, it's like, remember when he turned over the like, puck on that pair? Or I think it was a Caulfield goal. Is that what you're talking about? No, he turned yeah, it he's over. Talking yeah. about that one. Oh, yeah, when he turned it over. Yeah, his yeah, controller yeah. after it. There's nothing. Nothing. And that's one and of the best players, if not hurt, the best defensive four in the him. NHL. You can't do that shit. Yeah, it's it, – it really does – Boggle my mind the duality of the Vegas Golden Knights. They went from absolutely they shutting down the Colorado. best line. They yeah. dominated the McKinnon line for four straight games. Flat out dominated them. Five. And then they get cooked by Philip Deneau for five, six straight games. Philip Deneau put Mark Stone and Max Pacioretty in a blender for six games. <laughs> Wait, can I can I read a Dude, tweet? That, um, if they did it, it to Mark Stone, they could do it to Stephen Stamkos. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> There's a tweet Just here saying, that's like, it's about the Habs and Bolts, but I think it really applies to to Vegas and uh, Montreal, especially after the context of them, like you said, absolutely murdering Colorado in terms of play. <laughs> Habs and Bolts finals would be ideal because it's like watching a oh, raccoon yeah, fight a military yeah, yeah. tank, and despite the huge gun pointing directly at the raccoon, you can't be sure that'll be enough to kill it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the Habs every series. It will accept. I mean, okay, I'm not gonna lie, Winnipeg. I I wasn't. Yeah, Montreal made sure that it was boring in a good way for them. But um, no, yeah, it's each series, man. It's not their. It's not their series until it is, and they do it convincingly. Oh yeah, and we brought up Alec Martinez. Apparently, he was playing the whole. Like I said, all they got to do is steal a game. Wait, what was that? He's playing with the what? 
Dude, yeah, he and he was probably, the, on a he was probably the third best defenseman. Broken you could foot, argue he geez. was their second or third best defenseman. Petrangelo was great. And I, the, thought, well, like, I thought Theodore was great too. He just yeah, yeah. didn't get the puck lost. Their, like, their defense was great. Was like their offense say, their defense all. Yeah. It's their four the last people we should be talking about if we're talking about Vegas. It's it's, we it's talk about and ends. it begins and ends with Mark Stone. It really yeah. does. He You're did. getting paid nine mil, nine and a half mil. Go score goals. Yeah. Go do anything actually. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Did he not? The game positively. Yeah. Listen, he's... Mark what, like Pierce said, Alex Petrangelo showed why he's getting paid eight point eight. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like he was the entire playoffs, just dynamite. Petrangelo, he was nuts. And, and Mark was, Stone didn't wasn't Mark Stone not on the score sheet ever since game nope. one? Nope, not on the score sheet. No. Wow. Um, oh no, no, it was dude, he didn't have a single shot right in games two, three, and four. He's terrible. It's, it's He's a ghost. Yeah. And I, I, I'm, I'm gonna bring it back up because we talked about it in the Wild series, and I was ready to fucking go off on them if they lost that series. I don't know how Kelly McCrimmon thinks you can win a Stanley Cup with this center core. No, like yeah. look at the last 15 years of Stanley Cup champions. There's always an elite center on the team, or at least a guy who can get the job done on their team. Think about it. Yeah, you have to go back to probably like the mid 2000s Devils. Yeah. To even think of a team that doesn't have a number one center that wins a cup. They put so much money on the wings and on the back end. They have <clears throat> the fact that Chandler Stevenson getting hurt even fucked this team up in the first place yeah. shows how lacking they are at that position. The fact that they gave up a second for Yanmark and played him at center, who isn't even a center. Shows how bad. <laughs> dude, it's oh. not good enough. And then on top of that, you got your coach shitting on Cody Glass without saying his name in the, in the postgame interview. Because someone was asking about, uh, oh, what's the chances for the kids in the future? He's like, we gave the kids the chances. We put the kids on the top line, and they couldn't perform. So if they can't do it in September, I don't know what to tell you. I'm just like, that's your job to develop the kids. You suck. Like, oh, my gosh. I'm so over this Vegas team and thinking that they can win a Stanley Cup with William Carlson as their number one center. Like, he's not bad, but he's not Ryan O'Reilly, fucking Braden Point. Jonathan Taves, Patrice Bergeron, Anze Kopitar, you name them, Sidney Crosby, he's none of them. Even Nicholas Backstrom. Like, or, dude. Or Chandler Stevenson, right? That because, dude, like, Chandler Stevenson is just kind of a guy. I'm sorry. Like, he's not bad, but he's 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 good. He's just stapled to Mark Stone. He's a third-line center that's playing with two first-line wingers, so they make dude, him look Peter Bower literally just glued Chandler dude, Stevenson like, to Mark Stone and then thought he was a genius for it. He's, oh yeah, on, it's they're gonna go trade for Sean Monahan. You know that, right? They're gonna go trade Chris for Sean Monahan. Chris Netsov. He doesn't even play center. It's like he shouldn't play center at least. Chris Netsov should not be playing center. Oh, like no. that, he and Monahan both. No, he played wing in the KHL. Those are two guys who should be playing wing, like because they'd actually be much more effective at wing. Like Kuznetsov is perfect for it. Monahan again, perfect guy for the wing. Like he'd be a great winger. I really believe he would be. Yeah, if I'm, they're gonna if find I'm, a way to go for Eichel too. They're gonna find some way somehow. And one thing I can never criticize Vegas for is they, when they they want to get someone, they go after them. If they yeah. get them or not, like they're always on the big name. I, I at least appreciate that from that standpoint because oh, so many, yeah, that's I mean, what you should do. So many front offices are reluctant to do anything. So I give, I always give Vegas credit for going after them. You're right. Oh, and 100%. you know what? I'm just. 
sorry, Jimmy, I didn't mean to cut you off. I just like if your offseason goal doesn't revolve around getting at least one top six center, you you guys are doing it wrong. Because even a line gets left. Like we talked about it last podcast. Just get someone like that. He was linked to Vegas, yeah. He was he's been linked to Vegas for two years now. He was linked two years ago, too. Is he is he free agent this year? He's a free agent, yeah. And I dude, dude. Ancient ancient Ryan Getzlav is better than Chandler Stevenson. Go look at what Corey Perry's done since leaving Anaheim. Imagine what Getzlav's going to do on a contending team. Yeah, again, hockey team. Because Ryan Getzlav is a force in the playoffs. It's just the way it is. Like the guy Dude. can move the there's puck. Not, like no there's not else. many players better than a playoff Getzlav. It's it's so true. Like Getzlav on a Getzlav on that Vegas team would make leaps and bounds a difference. But yeah. Getzlav with Pacioretty and Stone, I guarantee that series is different. Against like, uh, Montreal, oh, like going back to the 2010 Olympics, Ryan Getzlaff was probably their best forward. I would say him he was. and Taves. Yeah, mm. and that was when Drew Doughty was their best defenseman. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. He was. It's a weird way to say. Oh, it's time. He was good. Like, no, no, no. Shea Weber was their best defenseman. I would say. Oh yeah, and Doughty. Right. That whole yeah, blue right. line was great. But anyways, Duncan Keith and Brent Seabrook. No, oh yeah. Sutton, Chris Hunter, too. Yeah, that's fun. And Dan, and Dan Boyle. Man, Dan Boyle was just – he was the man for a long time. You guys keep on that. Under, I, think I, think he's under, uh, I want to pull up centers, free agent centers. And, of course, we've definitely looked this up before on the podcast. However, I just want to go over it again. David Krejci maybe would be a fit in that's, Vegas. I don't think he mm, leaves That's Boston. interesting. I don't think he lives yeah. Boston. Uh, he probably doesn't, but, like – Still a great it, fit. Maybe they put a full court press on Hall, and Hall wants more money, so they say Krejci walks. Oh my God! I just found the perfect. Krejci could. Krejci's the guy who could facilitate the puck just about as good as any center, and he may be on the back end of his career, but the guy can still play. I so. already know who it is. Who? Brian Nugent Hopkins. If Edmonton can't get it done, that's probably that's the answer. Perfect. I mean, he, he is really good on that team. too, but like, dude, it, it he, his I believe, and I could be wrong that uh, Nugent's issues are more of his defensive game but even if they were dude slap my mark stone you're playing with <laughs> I, mark saying, I feel like Nuge's issues is just playing with a bunch of bums while mcdavid and drysaddle play together that's also true like yeah. go look at what Nuge does when he plays with a good player like when he plays with mcdavid yeah. and drysaddle he's good he's nuts but when you put him on his own he's not good when but he, was, he uh, would be glued to stone or patch already so it's when like, he was on um, drysaddle's winger when he was his winger he was really really good yeah and like and honestly i think you just I think you can still play him at center with Mark Stone and he'll be fine. Like, he'll probably thrive. Yeah, no, like, he, for sure. Yeah. Better than I, playing with Zach Cassie and Kyle Yamamoto on and off. They're another – they're, I wish oh, – that's so bad. I think it's another team where they shouldn't give up. Stop going, yeah, man. God damn. I like, the, I like how you pause and like, yeah, man, that's so bad. <laughs> that describes <laughs> it really perfectly. Mikhail Granlund would also be a really nice option, I think. Like, is it, you know, what, if you could put him as a two, I think you could easily put him as a two. You could, he'll, he'd be their one right now. But I think if you you would want to aim for him to be your two, and I don't know, I I, I really, it, dude, Nicholas Waugh was playing first line center. He's Nicholas good, but not a first line center. Good. Yeah, <laughs> he's a really he's solid center. Like him and Tom yeah. are unbelievable. Yeah, another um, – I mean, if Henrik Zetterberg wants to put the skates back on, he's there too. No, he's got to come to the Blackhawks, buddy. Come on now. 
good point. Good Him point. and Datsu's going to come back from the KHL and play with us, too. <laughs> Woo! Oh, yeah. It's going to be crazy. Yeah. I'd say Actually, the only two guys, if I'm Vegas fans, I'd want I want new Jarwan Getzlav. The other ones, pretenders. I don't want Derek Stepan on my team. I don't want David Krejci's probably well, not. Really well, way to step on him, hey? hey. Yeah, well, because he sucks. Well, yes. <laughs> um. Yeah, Zajac is probably he's like a third liner, maybe. I'd I'd, I'd say he's a fourth liner at this point. Dubinsky isn't Dubinsky not playing. <laughs> He's done. He's cooked. Yeah. He's Wasn't he on the Olympic team? <laughs> yeah. Probably. <laughs> just, I don't like talking about the U.S. Olympic what, teams. Wait, wait, Jimmy. What's the quote I'm from not... John Tortorella? Oh, man. Okay, here it goes. Here it goes. Um, I don't know. This is definitely not verbatim. This is very much paraphrasing. But he's like – someone was uh, criticizing Justin Applicator, and he says something like, you know what? I'm sure you can't find a guy who, who cares more about it than he does. <laughs> <laughs> and my my favorite tweet was from I forget who it was from, but it was like, uh, well, I'm sure I can find a guy who cares less and actually scores goals <laughs> and actually makes an impact. Uh, <laughs> but okay, oh should have been doing something today. Couldn't put my finger on it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh I forget that. I saw this tweet. It's like, wow, you drafted a player, then traded him. He came back to haunt you. Congratulations, Vegas. You're now an NHL franchise. <laughs> yep. Yeah, right. Oh, I completely forgot. Speaking of a guy who's going to get paid this offseason, uh, Tomas Tatar has been scratched this entire playoff run. Someone's he, someone's going to get him really cheap. Like, the Hawks yeah. should really kick tires on Tomas Tatar this offseason. Because he's not going to get a lot of money because he's been getting scratched all year. And this guy's still I a really good s- hockey player. I saw something. This is his second Stanley Cup uh, final run where he hasn't even played. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no! Because no. remember when he was on Vegas in 2018? No, I do. Oh, I feel so bad for him, dude. I don't. I I really don't get it. But he's I not mean, a bad player, dude. He's not the best. Why would you, best, best why would you change it? You, why would you change anything with Montreal? That's the worst part about it. There's, in yeah. technically, Montreal is completely justified in not playing him because, like, again, why would you change? They're anything? winning. Yeah, Jonathan like, Drouin as injured. He hasn't played a game this playoff. <laughs> I Dude, when we were. They were in the middle of the third round, and I was. Oh my god! It was. I was laying in bed, and I just I'm like watching the highlights, and I'm like, "Hey, what happened to Jonathan Drouet?" <laughs> I literally have not thought about that player in at least two years. Exactly. He's oh my like, god. He's one of the most like I don't want to put this. He's one of the most hollow NHL players. <laughs> Dude, imagine if he was playing. It would be a Sergeyev versus Drouet, which is oh another. Oh my god. <laughs> When Montreal wins the cup and Duran lifts, lifts the cup, who really oh won? <laughs> Mark Bergevin, genius. <laughs> ah, another third overall pick. That's a Dude. bust. I love Great the stuff. fact that Mark Bergevin signed Joel Edmondson to multi-million dollars or gave him multiple millions of dollars. <laughs> and it's actually going to work. And it's actually going to work. <laughs> And they traded for Eric Gustafson and are benching Alex Romanoff. Hey, it's working. I mean, can you blame them? It's working. I hate this. <laughs> I hate and I love this team at the same time. And shockingly, it has nothing to do with the fact that they beat the Leafs. Like, I'm going to be completely honest. It's weird to say I'm completely over that. Like, honestly, how can you 
it's it's hard to be mad at them. Like this playoff, this run is so, it was much, so fun. much fun. Yes. And in the same time, I I also look back and I'm like, okay, well they beat they just beat they just swept Winnipeg and they beat Vegas pretty convincingly. I wouldn't, convincingly. Yeah. I wouldn't say too convincingly, but they didn't look like they didn't deserve it. At they were all. the better team. They you know looked I mean? like they belonged. They, yeah, they looked like they belonged. Like I'm not I can't really get I'm not as mad about the loss anymore. Like obviously it's embarrassing, but like. This is who Montreal is. You're just so riding to one really team. Blame. That's what the playoffs are. Exactly. Yeah, like in the hottest of teams. Like, oh, man. They've only lost one game in regulation since they've been down 3-1 against Toronto. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. that's. I didn't even think about that. Holy shit. They've lost two games. Yeah, they lost two games. And one was in regulation. The other one was – well, one was in regulation, and they, they didn't – they were outplayed, but they weren't – you know what I mean? It wasn't like they were they killed were in that destroyed, game. destroyed, yeah. Yeah, well, it, it, was, like you said, it was a lot of face-off wins. There were a lot of face-off mm-hmm. plays. I believe that was the game. Off um, icings as well. I'm pretty sure two yeah. were in that first game were like off – face off of icings, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and then the only other game they lose is by this skin of their teeth. Yeah, because Leonard sold the game. And by the way, if anyone Vegas fan like this, fuck you. I don't. That was not <laughs> aggressive, but okay, <laughs> not wrong. He was better than he was better than Flurry this series. Like Flurry, he had the first two rounds. I don't think he, like that that turnover to Anderson that cost him the series. I would say that I think that killed them. Like they couldn't recover from that. And the only game they won was because of Robert Leonard. Other than that, like Montreal was the more dominant team. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, you mentioned him earlier, and uh, this is a really interesting situation. Evgeny Kuznetsov, what are, you, what are your thoughts on that, Pierce? Where do you think he ends up? I, I think Vegas at least tries to go after them because, again, the thing with Vegas, they're always in on the big names. Apparently, Washington's done with his antics and defensive play. So, I mean, I don't I'm know. not going to lie. Vegas, yeah, I don't think so at much all. Sense. Yeah, no. You know he hasn't what? been the same since 2000. He really hasn't. You know what? Nope. Honestly, I, we, we do. He does have. He's horrible defensively, but like we just talked about, Mark Stone, dude, and literally, they, that's the perfect player to put Kuznetsov with if you're going to play him at center. I don't think you should, but if you want to play him at center, that's the perfect player to do it with. So. Schmitty, yeah. what do you think about it? You think Vegas? Because I think Vegas too. I really don't know how the Capitals can win a Kuznetsov trade. They I was can't. just talking to Connor about oh, this last night. We were you, <laughs> the only way I can possibly think the Caps can even win it in their mind is that they get a second line center who can play defense that makes the team better. or they get a defenseman yeah. out of this trade. The, the Capitals should be looking for a team. You know who makes a lot of sense, even though they got a bunch of money locked up in centers that aren't that good? Nashville. Ooh. Nashville makes a hey, lot of sense. Give me Dante Fabro for Vigeny Kuznetsov. Oh, God, that's what I would be so asking. <laughs> the fact that well, 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 obviously plus, but like. Dude, uh, yeah. imagine. What about, like, what about like an Ekholm um, add some forward sign and trade type would, thing? With Arvidsson, him? you know what? 
I would I would take a chance on Arvidsson. I'm pretty sure he was injured or had like an off year, so I would take a chance on him. I don't know. I think the Capitals need True. that that like a winger like that. You know, yeah. that is that's just kind of hard nose. And yeah, my thing is that they just need like a defensive second line center. Like I don't know if this is the right answer because I don't cool think decisions. This... <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know how good he is anymore, but like a Michael Backlund type. You know what I mean? They need someone like that oh, on, as their second line guy. Someone who, no, that's a, ironically, when the Hawks were good, they need a guy like Hanzus, that ass. Like, they, he doesn't even need to be no, like. You need, you just need a guy who can play just a good two way center. They need Antoine yeah. Vermette. We talked about Pierce. Uh, I remember we all talked about how awful Washington or Schmitty, you were saying it, I think, especially because you were watching, you know, games with Connor and. How just laughable they were in their own end. Hey, Connor, I mean, you gotta see this. I like Kuznetsov really adds to that problem. Like, I, I, I don't. I'm not saying it's all his fault, but I'm not. He's definitely not making it any better. And you easily can make it better if you get it. Honestly, yeah, just get a really solid two way center. I, I think. I don't know if Calgary wants Kuznetsov or they want to go after him, but I think Backlund's exactly the kind of guy you want to get. It doesn't even need to be Michael Backlund, just that type of player. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. You, you know, see it, you mm, see it I just thought of something. Oh. A team that might be looking to move another center because of other reasons, but this guy plays the two-way game. What if there's a world where you do Kadri for Kuznetsov? Oh. Because I would, I, I gotta think Joe Sackick's mm. over Kadri. Wait, shit now. dude, it's two guys who are over. Yeah, it's two teams that are over their guys' shit. And imagine Kuznetsov behind McKinnon. No, that's, that's a no, that's a perfect trade. No, that's that's I'm gonna yeah. And Kuznetsov's already got a lot of chemistry with Eric Washington. You can be like, hey, give me Connor Timmons for like literally Kuznetsov. no, and you can no, get younger on your back end in this trade. Like literally, you can get Kuznetsov for Kadri plus a young prospect. You can refill your prospect pool. You got a good second line center for at least next year that can that can help you compete for a cup now. Dude, I, like, I can see a world where it works, and then Joe Sackett gets his second line center for the next half decade, basically. Hey guys, like no, but no, Joe Sackett, he'll probably get like Kuznetsov and McMichael for Kadri because that's how it works. <laughs> no, hey he'll guys. get Kuznetsov <laughs> half retained. Are you guys yeah, excited for uh, yeah. Hathaway and Wilson next to Kadri? Oh yeah, I can't wait. I am <laughs> Anthony Mantha and Nazem Kadri on the same line. That's going to be hilarious. Dude. And Tom Wilson, just a bunch of big annoying people. <laughs> Dude, if Kadri plays with Wilson, I might actually stop. Oh, they will be the, the most annoying team in hockey, and it will be so much fun to watch. <laughs> I will watch. Resign Chara just to fucking add to it, please. Oh my god. Because like my I'm thing with Washington it. too is like they need to get younger, but also they would be trading a 26 year old who's probably like their youngest, one of their younger forwards, and they already traded Barana. So it's like uh, you got to get like you got to get younger somehow. And how old's Ekholm? Like 28, 27. Uh, hold so on, if you on, sign on. and trade him. Like how old is Kuznetsov? Kuznetsov's twenty six, uh, I think. 28. 28? No, he has because he was a twenty ten pick. Okay. Yeah, he'd have to Let be at least twenty eight, twenty nine. Still not, you know, the oldest. Well, wait, what year was Kadri? Twenty nine. Yeah. He's twenty nine. Yeah, okay, he's yeah. under contract for. Three, Audrey, three, I think Kadri's yeah, right. Yeah, the age isn't the problem for me. I I just say do it, man. I I just say do it. Don't yeah, do. honestly. Like there, there's a world where the Capitals can come out. Very well in trade. Ooh, Ekholm's getting up there. Never mind. Ooh, I don't know about that then. Damn, Nashville's old oh. on the back end. They're getting up there, and that's like hard miles back end too. 
eventually. Good thing they have oh, yeah. Ben Harper and Erica Branson coming up. Former third overall pick, Erica Branson. It's also really good right. that they, you know, sold Eckholm while his value was high instead of I know, right? Yeah. Beans. Good thing God, that the youngest players. Poor UC Soros. He's the youngest forward on that youngest player on that team, not named Tolman. If I'm UC Soros, dude, we talked about this, Dylan. Like, he's give me the money, I'm dude. Give me ten million dollars. I don't care. Let me I drop the boat. <laughs> Let me drop the boat. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, I am the reason you got there. Pay me. Like, yeah. he's, he's I, and he's an RFA, crazy. so he's gonna. Oh, boy. I work him for that he's money. Get paid. He's at least getting eight. It I, works I think, out for the Predators, though, because Pekka Rene's contract's up, too. So they can just literally put the money towards it. Hey, was it like, isn't Rene getting, like, nine mil? Seven, no, I think. Like so, yeah. I'd say just give the seven to Saros. Yeah. Like, you know what? Seven, seven, seven times seven. If oh, I'm using yeah. Saros, I'm like, dude, Matt, du- Matt Duchesne and Ryan Johansson are making $8 million. I'm worth more than that. Give me nine. Oh, my God. Dude, honestly, let me – Oof. Let me look this up. You guys go ahead. I'm just going to look up something really quick. I'm just trying to. <laughs> Thank you, yeah. I always appreciate that. I um, wonder if I can. Um, how much money is left on Kuznetsov's contract, also? That's another thing. I know question. he's making like 7. I'll that up. Well, I know his cap hit, but I'm more curious. To see, I'm going to look it up. Curl. I'm more curious to see how much, like. Yeah. Well, I know he's got four years left, but more like. If a, if the majority of that contract's paid oh, off with signing bonus, okay, a team like you. Arizona might jump right in on that because they don't have to pay him a lot of actual money. So hey. like, I, Christian I Dvorak, know, Christian Dvorak, for dude, Kuznetsov. a Dvorak for like a Dvorak plus for Kuznetsov. Or it's gonna be OEL for Kuznetsov. Hey. It should be the dumbest oh. shit we've ever seen in our oh lives. You know that. You know that, Pierce. I just thought about that. It makes too much sense for them not to do it. Yeah. Come on, OEL playing with Kuznetsov. Oh my god, bro. I'm pretty sure Capitals fans are just like have it's headaches cool. every night watching yeah. that team. <laughs> bro, but like if like I'm gonna look real quick because if he doesn't have a lot of like actual money left on his contract, he could definitely go to like a team with an internal cap and probably do well. Ottawa? Because like yeah, like Ottawa and Anaheim, something like that. Like hey, Ottawa, give me Josh North. Oh yeah, no, this is um Okay, so it's about the same for next year. He's only getting paid five mil, or two years from now, he's only getting paid five mil. So that's the only thing that's interesting. But he's making eight every other year. So I don't know. Not, there's still a lot of money left oh, on that contract. Depends if Eugene Melnick wants to pull some money out of his pocket for once. Nah, if I'm Eugene Melnick, just stick with what you got right now. It's working. Yeah. Just try to try to help the net out a little bit. Maybe go get an Auntie Ranta. Like the funniest ooh. part. About this whole Montreal one run is if that if, if that season even goes like maybe twenty more games, Ottawa probably not jumps them. Yeah, Ottawa leapfrogs them exactly. <laughs> oh my god! I saw. I think I think Jay Fresh said it. It's like the first time I laughed at one of his tweets in a good two weeks. It was literally like he was saying, uh, "My favorite like minority fraction fan base right now are the Sens fans. I think they would be in the Stanley Cup final if they beat <laughs> if they made it to the playoffs. If there was a full season, I was like." Oh my god, there's no way there are people who actually think that. Like, dude, of course there are. <laughs> dude, the Habs being in the final are gonna force so many teams to make dumb moves. Oh my god, dude, you're gonna pay their goalies so much more. That's the only that's the biggest takeaway I have from this. Teams are gonna really do Wallstead's value just went up a lot from this playoffs. That's that's how I look at it. Oh, shit, sorry. 
God. Yeah. But fucking stupid. Oh my god. I don't even know what I was talking about. Oh, Got thrown off. This way. How teams are gonna treat this fucking uh Oh yeah, literally when Montreal makes a cup final, there's gonna be a bunch of teams that are gonna throw a bunch of money at a bunch of players who shouldn't have a bunch of money. So it's gonna be really funny, in my opinion. Yeah. Well I mean funny's a word for it, but um yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you want to see Lincoln and get ten million dollars, wait patiently. Lincoln is not getting ten mil. Oh, I know what I was gonna say. Going towards the cup final, this really reminds me of 2017 when the Penguins are repeating, and I really hope it doesn't go the same way it did for Nashville. Like, because Nashville is a little bit like Montreal in terms of being a wagon, and Nashville the wagon fell that. off when Pekka Rene imploded in the cup final. And if Carey Price implodes in the cup final, I don't know what I'm gonna do. It's gonna be so sad. If, like, if Nashville, I still I say this all the time. If Nashville still had Fiala and Johansson that year, they won the cup. Even if even Johansson, Rene, just Johansson, like they had fucking Frederick Gaudreau going up against Malkin, like, and they still went six. I don't know how. And like now, I and you know that cup final is the reason they've thrown so much money at centers the last few years because mm-hmm. they're just like we need guys. We don't even want to have that. Need someone, yeah. And now they had like a bunch of second and third liners, and they just they threw they threw money at Kyle Turris, Matt Duchesne. You gave Ryan Johansson that one. Traded for Grandlin, traded for Hall or signed Halla this year. Yeah. They got like Nick Cyclone Cousins, who's another center. Eight years, yeah. Yeah, they, they actually did it for seven years, and it was four mils. Was actually a good contract because um something oh, yeah, something something. Because right. mm-hmm. and he had got a hat trick at Game Six of the Western Conference Final against the Anaheim Ducks. Yeah, that's right. Clutch player, you got to pay him that clutch money. <laughs> true, true, true. That's for true. Absolutely. By the way, did you guys see uh, Dominic Ducharme's going to be back for Game Three yeah, against I the Lightning? That. Yeah, that's yeah. so good. Shit. Another thing that got lost in it. They didn't even have their head coach for like the whole series. Huge shout out to Luke Richardson, dude. Like it just goes to show how good that coaching staff is. Like him, Alex Burrows. Everyone's bought in. Mm -hmm. Everyone bought in. And that's all that's it's so huge if everyone's bought in on a playoff run. Any sport, honestly. Like look at the Phoenix Suns right now. Like, I mean, they played again tonight, but, like, they, they bought into what they can do to win games, and it's worked to a T. Look at baseball. It happens all the time. Like, hockey, it probably happens yeah, more than I, any other sport. I know mm-hmm. basketball, right? Pure speed basketball, right? We're, we're big NBA oh, yeah, fans yeah. here. Hey, 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 uh, LeBron. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, what about, about uh, Giannis guy? He's good. Giannis. Giannis. Hey, what about uh, <laughs> Sakai guy? guy? He's like, oh, he's hurt. Oh shit. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> pandemic um, P. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I share the game. <laughs> God, you should follow. Go off. Yeah. Not a follow, I right? Vegas, this all started because Vegas needs centers. <laughs> Violet, yeah. dude. Oh, Violet. She's go off, Violet. Another guest. Dude, the she's, she's starting to join. She's uh. Yeah, she's, she's like. like she's getting really. most of all the the Apollo uh, screen time. Yeah, I know. I. That's what that's what she told me. So. I, I can't say her wrong. Hey, we got to talk about Dave Hackstall, dude. Yeah. Yeah. We gotta talk about now having facial hair, Dave Hackstall, because that was weird. 
Hey, hey, we need our resident <laughs> Leafs expert to talk about the former Leafs. Yeah, Dave Hackstall. Um, I'm be completely I pay so little attention to uh, like assistant coaches. I didn't know Dave Hackstall was an assistant coach last year. <laughs> I'm dead serious. I did. <laughs> I just, I, I'm, I'm not a fake Leafs fan. I am a fake Thanks. Leafs fan. I am absolutely a fake Leafs fan after this playoffs it doesn't hurt anymore but uh i know what happened i know what happened um but no it for everything i've heard from uh leafs fans like i said again i don't really like if i'm if it's not the hawks again even teams like the leafs that i follow like i just don't really i I don't really follow that kind of stuff but um sounds like you did a really good job with uh the defense uh the penalty kill as well and that's kind of because they did they didn't prove their defense this year they didn't prove their defensive play and it sounds like a lot of that Dude, came from him. So, here, the Maple Leafs. No, you, you can. can. You and I. You usually can, but that's no. It was it the was other way around. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, no, I think that's a really. It sucks for the Leafs, but I think it's a really good hire for Seattle. Um, obviously, you know he. Uh, he uh, from what I've heard, he wasn't exactly the best coach in Philadelphia as a head coach role. Um, and maybe this was just you know maybe he was better in the assistant coach position, but. You know, man, it's it's a good opportunity for him. He gets to be the first coach in this team's franchise. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe, you know, maybe he's learned a thing or two, and uh, you know, maybe this works out better for him than it did in Philadelphia. Hopefully, it does. Hopefully, it does. One thing Hopefully you got to think with Haxel. Yeah, I was about to say one thing you got to think with Haxel in Philly. He never had a goalie. <laughs> I was literally just about to say that. Like, oh, pretty sure Brian true. Elliott was his most consistent guy there. Oh at the time. yeah. I was just wait, looking at. Wait. I was just looking at when he was there. And, like, yeah, his record with the Flyers screams like Jeremy Colleton in a way. But, like, made the playoffs mm. two out of three years with probably one of the more scrambled Flyers rosters that we've seen in the last decade, I'd say. Because they, they got a way better roster now than they did five years ago. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. Like, they're, 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 all those draft picks are starting to come in for the Flyers. So, like, yeah, this is, like, prime Drew, though. So, that's, that's also true. But, um. I mean, it's, he's shown he can coach at every other level. So it, it maybe he's learned enough as an assistant and he can just bring his mindsets towards. And, I mean, I can see this working, honestly. He was very good in college in North Dakota. Like, he was very good. He was a very good college coach. And he had signs of success in the, with the Flyers, like you said. So I hope he's learned from his mistakes. And hopefully Ron Francis picks players that uh, work to his, uh, Hackstall's coaching strengths because that's the big key at the end of the day. Yeah, like Calvin DeHaan. Yeah, man, right? Come on. Totally. Jeez, if I'm Calvin DeHaan, I want to get the hell out of Chicago. Like, just what's about happening. So, but, you know. Yeah. 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 Um, and then there's Nikita Zadorov that's like, I want to stay. Yeah, <laughs> I want to take all your money. Yeah. <laughs> Why did you stay in Chicago? Money. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> literally. Why do you want to stay? Money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know what? They can he can take all the money he wants from those sons of bitches. So you know what? Good for Nikita Zadorov. Um, hey, listen, I root for players getting money, just not on my hockey team. Make your money, and Nikita Zadorov like, yeah, and you're like, go make your money on the Red Wings, bud. Somewhere else. I don't know about you, buddy. Go make your money in Columbus. Like, I don't care. you. <laughs> oh my gosh, like. Man, I, I I just really want to just fast forward to the expansion draft right now. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah. Like, I'm very excited to see what happens. I mean, what do you mean we have a Stanley Cup 
Final. I want to get to the expansion draft. Yeah. The way these playoffs have been, it did. It is setting up to be a lackluster Cup final because we've been spoiled this playoff with very good games. So I got a feeling this is going to be a good Cup final. I don't know. I hope so. It's two of the best goalies, so I just hope one doesn't break. Yeah. Um. Another tweet about this cup final is it's it's the most NHL thing that you have a team that's almost twenty million dollars over the cap and a team that won twenty four of their fifty six games this regulation or the, in the regular season meet in the final. The NHL, oh. ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> ben just sent this to the group chat. This is really cool. Um, both Canadians overtime series clinchers at home happened at the same time in overtime. Eighteen twenty one. Exact same time. That's really fucking cool. Also, um, I've just now seen the picture of Braden Point as a kid holding oh, World yeah. of Warcraft. <laughs> That's that. incredible. Make love, not Warcraft. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> the tweet, if Braden Point looked like this in the minds of being an NHL superstar, you can be anything. <laughs> <laughs> and he's a short oh, king man. too, okay? <laughs> oh, that's so oh, funny. About the fucking monsoon here. Sorry. Really, Brooks Lake just retired. <laughs> okay. He's married to the foot fetish chick. That's right. Oh, Julian he's Huff. Tarantino? Oh, never mind. Yo! <laughs> hey, that's my ad. That's, that's, uh... Tarantino sucks. Yeah, you should, yeah, you know what you should name it to? Dan Schneider sucks. That's not... Yeah. You're a terrible person. I know. Thank you. Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. You know, it's nice that this – well, uh, aside from, you know, the, the Hawks, which, again, I'm not going to talk about that at all. No. Um, it, it is, it's nice that this playoffs is kind of like – I don't know. It, it, halfway through, I was pretty miserable with it. But I don't know, man. Montreal just kind of like – Montreal for me, so and I, Yeah, I was going to say, I, it seems like for you guys too, because I'm talking for myself, but I hope it's for you guys too. It just – I can actually enjoy it now, you know? Montreal just it's they're just too fun not to enjoy it. Like this Vegas series sealed it for me. Yeah, like that's yeah. when it like after game after that Josh Anderson goal, I, I Wait, after yeah, they this, won that game, I'm like, I think we're going to the final. Yeah, yeah, you just knew. You just knew. And when I went to game six overtime, like I was at work, but um I had a fifteen minute break, like uh, right as the overtime started, and I'm like, dude, they're gonna win this. I'm I'm confident they win it. And sure enough, a minute and a half later. Not only after did Vegas oh, have the, like the, it yeah, yeah. not only after did Vegas have a, a face off in Montreal's zone, he Carey Price stopped Pacioretty, which caused the whistle. That was so. That was so poetic. I love that. And then guess who? Was you know, what would have been more poetic is if they played Tatar and it was Tatar to Suzuki to win. <laughs> oh my god! That would have been like a Disney there. movie. Yeah. <laughs> yes. No, any yeah, Suzuki factoring in at all? But the fact that didn't how many points did did Suzuki have this eye? Thirteen and seventeen, uh, and he had a three point game five. He was the reason they won game five. Dude, he was in my opinion. Fat. Yeah, that's he's been lights out this playoffs. So good. Yeah, Tyler Tafoya is the leading point getter with fourteen and seventeen. It just shows you how again how balanced their attack. They're deep. Are. Yeah. They are. Like, they can put any line out there comfortably. Like, that's how much they believe in each other right now, and it's it's awesome. I really hope Montreal wins. Like, 
Mm-hmm. But I, unfortunately, I think Tampa wins. But I also think I think it goes seven. To be honest, but I think Tampa wins. <laughs> that's my prediction. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I I think Tampa in seven. Believe that. And like, obviously, being Canadian, like it doesn't. I don't care about like uh, Canadian teams winning the cup because I remember 2011. I was cheering for Vancouver uh, over Boston, but like the thing is. That even uh, even though the Canadian team didn't win, I'm pretty sure Boston had more Canadians on the team. So even though if a city doesn't win, like every year when a champion wins, like the cup is brought to Canada, like in some way, shape, or form, like like to like whether whether it's like a big town or whatever. But I don't know. I haven't seen a Canadian team win in my life. The last one was '93, which was Montreal, and that was the last time they made it. So I think it would be so cool for a Canadian team to win it. But ultimately, I think Tampa will walk it back. Yeah, they won't, but it's okay. Yeah, and I get to deal with their insufferable fan base for another three months until the Bucks season starts, and they stop caring about the Lightning again because it literally yeah. happened like that last year. Gary Price almost too funny. Also, with how bad the uh, officiating's been, I was thinking, what if we just did this like Mario Kart style, right? Like every every time there's a big hit, it's like the mystery box, and it just spins, and you, you can like. And and we can have like power ups, dude. You'd be like, you shrink the player. You fucking like maybe they go, maybe they do get a penalty, you know. Jimmy, and I heard, sh- Jimmy, I heard you say that, and I thought you said Snyder cut, and I was gonna be like, okay, we gotta put it in four <laughs> by three aspect <laughs> ratio. And when four they take penalties, you gotta put it in slow motion. <laughs> every every player has to wear like has to use contacts that lets them see in four by three. Oh my god, dude! I don't know why. <laughs> we get a four by three. <laughs> No, they make, they, they make the ice rink four by three ratio. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, the goals are four by three. Now the goals yeah. are four by three. <laughs> and the then they make the they don't need all that extra net. No, the goal horn has to be uh, Wonder Woman's theme every time. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> 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 the fucking, I was honest, like the, the no, fucking. What's, and then um, every time there's a whistle, it's like the, the um, the humming. It's like, the, or like the, you know, like the <laughs> chime or whatever. Wonder Woman does anything in that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like every whistle. Is that. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Oh, it has to be that. beautiful. <laughs> hey, oh gosh, they're maintaining his vision. They're keeping it intact. Matters. <laughs> Snyder cut style. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> so just God. to give some perspective on how good Vasilevsky and Price are playing right now. So Vasilevsky has a 199 goals against average, 936 save percentage. Gary Price has a 202 goals against average and a 934 save percentage. Hmm? <laughs> just goofy. I think, honestly, I think whoever wins, like if it's Montreal Tampa, one of those guys is getting the cons myself. Oh, dude, it's vastly your price. Like, I, in my opinion, I, I just as good as Braden Point has been, it's still Andre Vasilevsky, man. He's still been that good. Like, it's not even just the name, dude. He's been unreal. He's the only guy that I'd even think about giving it to besides Price, quite honestly. Well, I mean, Braden Point too. I, I mean, Braden Point definitely is the other. He's there, but I just, it's just, it's fast. I think Point should have won last year, but. Hemman was also great, but anyways. Yeah. There's so there's so many con smite debates that I could go back and I mean Hedman did literally break the goals, the goal record for a yeah, defenseman in the playoff season. 
So, yeah. like, I'm not yeah. mad anymore. I just think point was better. Well, that's how good they are. The one in 20 for 13. You could have given it to Point or Kucherov. Like, you, there were three guys, and if you gave it to any of them, I, I wouldn't have argued um, it. Because yeah. Netsov could have got it in 2018. Kessel he... should have had it both cup runs, if we're being honest. Yeah, but that's, that's besides the point. Um, Kessel, no, Kessel at least should have won it in 2016. Like, that is for sure his. That is I get ju- sure. why Justin Williams won in 2014, but Jeff Carter could have easily won that one in 2014 or also. Or Fuck, dude. I forgot how much of an animal Gabrick was for the Kings for a few years. Oh, my oh, gosh. Yeah. He was so good on the Kings. It made no sense, too. Because he was, like, he was like good for a few years, and then he kind of fell off for a bit. And then he goes back to the Kings, and he's a world beater. It's like, <laughs> yep, yep. and now he's going to get a ring on the lightning, guys. <laughs> he's <laughs> part of the cap circumvention. Woo-hoo! <laughs> Anders Nielsen from Ottawa as well. Uh, Michael Fulia forgot about that. Uh, oh my God. A bad goalie, he's just going to shove the two rings in his ears. <laughs> <laughs> oh my so God. Two time cup winner, Curtis McElhaney. Sam Reed. Oh my God. Hey, Magic Rue would be a three straight three. Stanley Cup champion. Three straight, win. dude. Three in a row. Three in a row. No, no. Now the I. Answer's a winner. <laughs> he's a winner. Winner. There were a million reasons why I need Montreal to win. But the Pat Maroon thing just seals it. Like, I, <laughs> no, man. <laughs> no. No. Dude, this is the same guy who in a preseason game was so insecure that he had to show his ring finger to the National Predators bench. That's how insecure that, that fucking franchise is, man. <laughs> he went right to Tampa Bay and inherited it perfectly. Oh, my God. <sighs> Anyways, I'm, I don't want to talk Pavarud. I'm going to get pissed off. That guy just drives me nuts. Dude, the golden kid on that Blues team. He was like the only guy that I'm like happy for. Uh, Two years later. I, against Dallas. I was pretty happy for Jay Bowmeister. I'm not going to lie. Oh, well, yeah, I know him too, for sure. Honestly, yeah. for the Blues, about there was a lot of players I was excited for. I was like, oh, I, I really like that with the one Pareko, Riley, and well, I'm not. Happy. I think I was on that team. I don't know if I'm too happy that Bozak won it because of reasons, but honestly, oh, yeah. Tarasenko is gonna fuck himself. <laughs> what was it to be okay if anyone fucked on? I'll give him a dollar who tweets if he actually wants to come with them. <laughs> you still have that tweet up? Oh, it's somewhere. Oh my god! Oh, I definitely didn't get that. That's an all timer. Oh, I should make that my pin tweet on that account. That's. <laughs> It's just too special. What account was it on? Hmm? Oh, I'm pretty sure it was on uh, what's now uh, Jimmy Morrill. I'm pretty sure it was uh, one. So that's pretty. Oh, God. That account has some very interesting banger tweets. Jimmy Doc, Tyler Bozak. Jimmy (laughs) Doc. When I go off, I go off. I do it in style. Didn't the Blackhawks retweet that as well? Yeah, for like a second. <laughs> yep, and that's how this all started. And then they, and then like one of their family, their family, no, their family friend, friend Tom, dude. It. Somebody from the Hawks front office retweeted it. Scott King retweeted it. Oh my god, dude! <laughs> my proudest moment, dude. <laughs> god. So you would have been believable if you weren't a foot shorter than him. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Anyway, guys, I actually have He's to, like, I'm uh, from his mom's side. Don't worry. <laughs> Crazy how it just, how grass grows so fast nowadays, you know? <laughs> it's like I actually shrunk over the years. <laughs> Believe it. Uh, actually, pause, Jesus. Pause. Fun fact. Um, Fun fact about that, I actually was like an inch shorter for two years because my spine was so misaligned. Um, good for you, anyway. Wait, what's the... What's like the, the <laughs> oh my god. What's that thing we were saying on Xbox the other night where it's like, Jeez. damn, I don't care, now walk away. Oh my god. Oh, that's cool, watch this, ready! <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Damn, Jimmy, that's cool. You've been watching film, huh? That's cool, Jimmy. Watch this. Ready! Ready. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Wait, no, my favorite, my new favorite I found is George George Bush talking about terrorism. And then he's yeah, like, we're, we're going to stop those terrorists. <laughs> now watch this drive. <laughs> so great. <laughs> oh, my God. That's cool. Watch this. Cam Newton and George Bush when an immovable object meets an unstoppable force. Just the ultimate square. Bro, that that gif of Cam Newton just like like when he was playing the Giants and they came back and he was just like shaking his head like, all right, it's showtime. I'm like, that's literally Carrie Price right now watching Andre (laughs) Vasilevsky. He's just like, "Mm mm-hmm, mm-hmm, we'll see. Uh, love it. It's like Cam Newton. Oh my god! Packers defense. George Bush burned the Twin Towers. Jeez. Sorry. Jet fuel can't melt steam. Beams, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, man! Isn't isn't Julia, wasn't Julia born on nine eleven? Damn! My sister was almost born on nine eleven. I have a friend who was born on 9-11 a year before it happened. My mom went in the labor. My dad had to drive from Boston to Illinois because all the fucking airplanes were grounded. Oh, we, oh, 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 oh. For some reason in my mind, because you don't live there now, my mind was like, why did he go from Boston where they live out to Illinois? There's plenty of hospitals <laughs> I live in Illinois. <laughs> oh, yeah. it's plenty of hospitals, bro. I don't know. <laughs> bro, mm-hmm. dude. Boston's got a couple hospitals or so, uh, I think. From Boston to been to Illinois. one. Hey, hey. Mm, hey, you know yeah. who didn't go from Boston to Illinois? Boston Bruins after game six of the 2003 Stanley Cup final. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. Uh-huh. That's what I'm saying, Brooksy. <laughs> I'm saying, Brooksy. No, you know what? They go from Boston to Illinois. Your head? The Stanley Cup. Jeez. The Stanley Cup to Chicago. <laughs> Jonathan Taze, he is the king of Chicago. Daniel Char, he's crying on the bench like a little baby. Wow. Uh, more Must like a big baby because he's six foot nine and tall. Oh, that's funny. Thanks. Johnny Boychuk, more like can't cover David Boland. Fucking owned. Yeah. Dude, that's gotta be tough. Like the, the one the guy you couldn't cover was Dave Boland. That's real bad, dude. Or Johnny Boyd. Oh, Wait, no, no, no. Johnny Boyd took one in the cup in 2011. And he was a Boston Bruin, so. I yeah, can't. exactly. Boston. <laughs> I can't what am I talking about? Yeah, <laughs> Get no, out no. of here. No. But, uh. What teams have been uh, one, like, well, except for Philadelphia, like, Boston won a cup 2011, and then Tampa went on to win a cup. So I don't feel anything for them. Wait, what? <laughs> 
Dude, you know what's crazy? Do uh, what's crazy, man? Is um, do you remember when Steven Stamkos was a visor, was not having a visor, I should say, away from being dead in that Boston series mm-hmm. in 2011, dude? Yep. Right off the visor, like no visor. That dude Steven Stamkos was literally the cat with nine lives. Don't no, dude. You're absolutely right. <laughs> it, it occurred to me last week. I was. Because, of course, this is a thought that goes through my head is uh, the Kirby Doc injury situation. And I just, it, we don't, we haven't seen anything from him completely healthy uh, since his wrist injury. So I just, now and then I'm just like, fuck, like, I really hope that this isn't like going to hold down his career. And I'm like, because now everybody can be Stamkos and break like every bone in your body every season and still go into the playoffs and be a monster. Dude's literally the, uh, we're on one of your three shows in the playoffs last game. Hmm? I said score a goal on one of your three shifts in the last year's playoffs. Dude, that's so badass. As Smitty says, it's the most Chad mood ever, and I fucking love it. <laughs> it yeah. really is. Yeah, you know, again, I love ragging on Tampa, but that was – it was nice to see him finally win. You know, even if – you know, if Tampa wins this year, I'm at least happy for him. At least – Stamkos got to go through a whole run and then won the cup. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. I feel kind of bad that he didn't. He his first one, technically his first one, is just <laughs> I popped in and scored a goal and said fucking left. But oh yeah, it'd be good. It'd be nice to see him like to, you know. And I'm sure he. I'm sure he feels this way too. I'm sure he still wants that cup. So that'll be good to good for mm-hmm. him. Yeah. Yeah. We we always bring up with this up with Stamkos so much bad luck throughout his career like. Obviously, this guy, I think he won two Maurice Richard, but like he, you know, he didn't get to play on the 2010 Olympic team. I think he was like, was his first year or second year. I can't remember, but yeah. just missed the 2014 roster. Yeah. Um, I, think he, I don't think he broke. Did he break his leg? I can't remember, but again, he missed fucked it. Up and then, <laughs> Real bad. And then 2015 loses the cup final, and then just a bunch of disappointing playoffs against exits, and then. When you win the cup, you don't even like you're there for three shifts. Like, and if they win this year, like, he will he will play. I'm pretty sure every game. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's it. I think that's it for the podcast. Do you guys have anything else to add before we uh, go off here? You know, I think I'm good. Yeah. Oh, Kind of crazy outside, you know. It's uh, yeah. So, is he mowing along because yeah. it's Saturday? Uh, no, no, I think I might just uh, I'm just chill, yeah. No, um, no. actually, before we do go, there's a couple of things I want to shout out here. So, um, we brought up on the show the whole residential school things and how we can do better to help out First Nations. So, there's this Twitter account, Hockey Indigenous. Um, the Twitter bio reads, promoting hockey indigenous in North America and providing a whole new generation towards youth empowerment and proudly 100% indigenous owned. I recommend following that. I'll put a link to it. Um, the website isn't up, but they, but uh, I'm just like looking through all the tweets right now. They've congratulated, congratulated Carrie Price going to the Seneca final, who is uh, his family's First Nation. Um, they just wish happy birthday to Ethan Bear, who's a Cree. Um, but I just I just want to give more t- time again. Use our plat- platform. Give time to these 
um, organizations that want to do better with uh, like minorities, whether that's indigenous and even like a, a platform like a Black Girl Hockey Club. Um, I always want to chuck them out. So um, it seems like, again, a lot of negativity, but there's also a lot of people that are doing hard work that kind of just get unrecognized. So I just really wanted to bring that up. And um, I actually, I don't want to get like personal with it, but like I, um, get personal, dude. I was, talking, no, I, I, I was talking with my mom yesterday about like how I've kind of been disturbed by the residential schools. And fortunately they found another 751 bodies and it was, it, again, it made me sick to my stomach, but uh, this time it just wasn't surprising. Like, we bring this up with the Black Oak situation. It's going to get worse before it gets better. It's the exact same thing with this. It's going to get worse before it gets better. And oh my God. But I want to do anything I can to help out with this. So me and my mom were taking this free Indigenous course on the University of Alberta. I don't know if it's just for people inside um, Alberta or whatever, but if it's, you can do it from anywhere in the world, I would totally recommend signing that. Like, You're doing it online, right? Yeah, you can do it online. I'm pretty sure okay. that you could find it for anywhere, but I recommend doing it. I, I would have to look that up, but again, just... Yeah. To, just and you guys, uh, it's just kind of an, a, a study or a class course on um, indigenous culture mm -hmm. yeah. and history. Okay. You, you're gonna, and you can put the link in the uh, description, right? Yeah, I will, I will do that. Okay, I'll awesome, do awesome. That. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I wanted to end it off on that positive note because yes, there's a lot of shitty things going on in the world, but there's also a ton of people that are doing their best. To you know what, man? No, let me just say this. There's a lot of shitty things going on in the world, and there, there always will be. Obviously, it's, yes, it's true. Been much worse than it you know than it usually is or seems to be. But like, I think there's more focus on it, which is good. Let's let's yeah. let's do something about it. You know what? Like I hate it too. So like I, I love what you're doing here. Let's get that link out there. Get anything out there. Let's make a difference. Let's do it. And yeah, um, and then the last announcement, uh, we'll be having Will Scouch and of Scouching, which I, I don't even know if you guys know who he is, but uh, if you haven't checked him out, um, he does things on prospects, draft eligible prospects. Uh, he breaks them down through video on YouTube. He uses advanced stats for it. Like I just like love the way that he combines film and and stats for it. So we're really excited to have him. We'll have him on uh, Thursday, which is Canada Day. And uh, yeah, what a better way to celebrate that. Um, anyways, thank you everyone for tuning in. Hope y'all are doing well. Hope y'all are staying safe, getting your vaccine shots, wearing masks still. And by the way, um, Edmonton, I think, I don't know if it's the whole province, but Edmonton uh, will not be, we won't be required to wear masks anymore on July 1st, which is cool. But, oh, uh, shit. Yeah. Good stuff. Go. Yeah. Anyways, um, yeah, again. Thank you everyone for tuning in. Hope y'all are doing well. And uh, uh, I think by the next time we do a podcast, we'll uh, know uh, the the result of Game One of the Stanley Cup Final. So uh, thanks yeah, everyone for tuning in. Can't wait. Yes, sir. Ceiling yes. Game One on the road. So, can't right. wait. Peace out, everyone. everyone. Yeah, peace out, y'all. Take it easy. <clears throat>